For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even touch. Hurts, beefing, first down, and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website and use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to Olympic coverage, it's the best in the business. From sports, right down to your your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, and welcome back to Eagles Unfiltered, powered by betonline.ag and the reason why we are powered by betonline.ag is because we are presented by the believe podcast network have to mention them first but i forgot to this time so i'm gonna you know swoop it in there make a save real quick but uh again go to betonline.ag promo code b-l-e-a-v for 50 percent matching bonus i know football's over but we still got basketball going on go on to betonline.ag and you know what's funny ed uh just to pivot off to the show real quick, because I know everybody knows who I am. I'm Connor Miles. You're Ed Crass. But, you know, it's funny. Bet Online's odds have our old friend Carson Wentz now. Seems like he's going to the Commanders. Hmm. They have the Buccaneers on the high odds, but now they have the Commanders up there getting up there for Carson Wentz's new team. That'd be that'd be crazy to, you know, see the former quarterback, starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, they, they, they hailed him as the franchise quarterback. Go to divisional rival. Yeah, like, that'd be you know, great. We nab all over again. I would love to see that. See Carson Wentz twice a year. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I mean, I'm not sure where Carson, you know, how good he can be. You know, he's going to be 30 years old, I think, this year. uh, 29. 29, or maybe 30 at the end of the year. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, he's old. He was old when the the Eagles drafted him. People thought that was weird. Uh, I think he was 24 when the Eagles drafted him. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, we'll we'll see what he would have left. But I'd love to see Carson Wentz. I was hoping he'd still be in Indianapolis when the Eagles go there next year. I uh, can play the Colts, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. And he could right. do in Washington or Pittsburgh or, you know, New Orleans, although I haven't heard much love for New Orleans. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised Washington. if he goes to Tampa. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, Tampa, I would, right. Bruce Arians loves those reclamation projects where he thinks yeah. he can, you know, this used to be a former second round overall pick. Let me get my hands on him. I did it with Carson Palmer. Let me do it with Carson Wentz. Let's see if I can help out Carson Wentz real quick with his big arm because this is my, you know, you have to really understand Bruce Arians' offense, understand what type of quarterback he's going to want. 
Everybody, uh, you know, and I thought, I mean, I don't have to get into it real quick, but when they signed Tom Brady, everybody thought, you know, Tom Brady's got a noodle arm. He's not going to do Bruiserian system, but then he goes there and he throws uh, multiple 40 t- uh, touchdown seasons, you know, and he puts up MVP type numbers. You know, uh, I'm not saying Carson Wentz is going to save his career over there, but I mean, why not go be with Bruce Arian? I think you should get away with what you're comfortable with because when you weren't comfortable and you were with John D. Filippo, he got the best out of you. So go go get away from this Frank Wright. Go get away from the Bible hump and stuff and go get go into By- Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich. Let them get your hands on you and, you know, work with them. And I'm just trying to help you out here, Carson. I'm just trying to help you out here. I'm giving you good advice. I don't really mess with you anymore. You know, I'm glad the Eagles moved on. They won that trade. And it almost one, it was a uh, one year ago. They celebrated this this past week. They, the Eagles won that trade, Ed. I don't care yeah. even even if Carson Wentz goes back to the Colts and they somehow, I don't know how you do it now with everything being said and everything going on and then rumors behind the scenes. But even if they do go back to him, Eagles won that trade, no yeah. doubt in my mind. I, yeah. I mean, it's funny because with the Eagles having have their quarterback decided yet, but they won that trade. But let's move on real quick. So again, we are presented by. But better help too. go to betterhelp.com slash Eagles for 10% off your first month. Uh, it, it's a great website. The counselors are up to 24 seven. You can message them personally and they'll get back to you as soon as possible. Great, great site to get, you know, your mental health taken care of betterhelp.com slash Eagles. Ed, you know, we were going to do an episode on the, our free agent shopping list and we're just going to base the episode on that. But then you just dropped this bombshell of an article that I read. And I thought, you know, this is a really debatable topic because all offseason, I've been saying, I think the Eagles are going to look for a Miles Sanders replacement. I think they're going to find their new uh, lead back, not 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 say lead back, or at least compliment to Kenny Gainwell in this draft. And, you know, move forward with that going forward with Miles Sanders going on his uh, last year of his rookie deal. But you just dropped this bombshell article saying the Eagles should extend him right now. They should look into extending him this offseason. So uh, I'm going to get you – I want to hear your reasoning behind that. Why do you think the Eagles should extend Miles Sanders? Well, if you would have asked me that question, whether they should extend him or not, back in January when the season ended, I would have said no. And and I guess this is why, you know, players and, you know, front offices like to put some distance between the, the you know, the end of the regular season and then when it comes time to make decisions. Because I thought that back then that did not make sense. They should move on. But here, you know, what, a month or five weeks later, uh, thinking about it, and trying to decide which way they should go. And I know you wrote about extending Javon Hargrave, and I certainly agree with that as well. Um, but Miles Sanders, to me, falls into that category also because, listen, this is a guy that, okay, he's very frustrating at times because he does have that tendency to bounce runs outside rather than trying to take what's there, you know, and hit the hole between the tackles. Um, and, and his health obviously has been an issue. He played all 16 games as a as a rookie, but he's only played 24 the last two years total. Um, so that's an issue. But listen, there's, there's no doubting that this guy can pr- produce when he's on the field. And, you know, he, he averages over five yards a carry. He's had 750-plus yard rushing season each of the last two years, even though he's missed four games and five this past year. Um, so he, he's very productive. He came in the second round. He's only 24 years old. He'll be 25. Um in May. So if, if you give him a three-year deal, listen, the guy's still in his prime. Okay. And, you know, chances are he's going to have a healthy season. Maybe not, but he has had one of those. Um, he knows the offense. Um, he gives you some stability in a backfield that always seems to kind of be in motion at this point. I know they drafted Kenny Gainwell. 
I'm not sure he's your three down back. I'm not sure Miles Sanders is. They like the running back by committee approach. And I think Sanders gives you one piece that you can count on for the next four years if you count 2022 and then three beyond that if you go for a two-year extension that, that gives you some certainty at that spot and some cost certainty because if you extend him now, uh, kind of roll the dice that he's going to be productive and chances are he will be because he has. He just want him to stay healthy and I know that's a big if, but if he were to stay healthy and if he were to run for 1,200 yards and put up, you know, 1,400 yards of total offense, then, then you're going to probably be priced out of the Miles Sanders uh, uh, price range at the end of his rookie contract, and you probably wouldn't re-sign him. So I think that it probably would behoove the Eagles to talk to Miles Sanders right now about an extension. I'm sure Miles Sanders would be agreeable to it, and you would get him at a fairly reduced cost for a productive running back. And by a reduced cost, I mean maybe you get him – maybe $6 million a year for three years. That might even be a little high. Maybe you can get him for $4 million for three years or $5 million. Um, either way, it's a really manageable number on a salary cap going forward for a running back who's still young, still in his prime, and still can produce. You know, he's kind of become an underrated player, per se, because he, he seems like Eagles fans are starting to lean off of Miles Sanders. They, he's a home run threat. We all know that. But he seems like he's just being talked of as that. Like, he'll just hit that one huge run per game and that's it. But you know what I think he struggled with the most Ed? And yeah, you know, I wrote about last year when I, I said he should be the vocal point of the offense going into 2021. And, and he really wasn't, I know the injury was were there as well, but I mean, uh, it seems like when the game was on the line and they needed that rushing attempt, it was either Jalen Hurst, Boston Scott or Jordan Howard getting it, or they were trusting them with it more so than Miles Sanders. But I think the thing that struggled with Miles Sanders the most is obviously we talked to you saw the vision uh, to begin with, but, uh, I think the in and out of Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson is what's hurt him the most. Uh, he really favored that right side of the offensive line, right between those guys, uh, rushing attempts as a rookie. And he was very productive, very productive uh, as a rookie running the ball. We haven't really seen him as be productive as since. Um, I think that's what's hindering the most, though, because the Eagles have been, you know, revolving to our right guard since Brandon Brooks has always been banged up and hurt. Lane Johnson's missed some late, some games the last two years. Uh, I think that's what's really been he's favored the right side. Uh, he's got to get some more production on the left. I, I, I hear your thoughts on extending him. I think it's really warranted as, as well. But uh, I don't know if I can really say the if he prices himself out of the Eagles price range when I think the first sign of, you know, when they knew Dallas Goddard was. That was it. They traded Zach Ertz. He looked like he was it. He was playing the part of a tight end one. Pay him. Um, Josh, what, you know, we, this is it. This is the guy. That's the guy we want to pay. That's the, we're picking him over Derek Barnett. This is the guy we're going to go build with the defensive and going for Pam. Um, the first sign of Miles Sanders doing that, even if it's in training camp, they'll pay him. Uh, I'm, I, I don't really know if I'm worried about the win. I, I think he, I just think he needs to show more. Uh, well, I am one of those guys running. Go ahead. I was going to say, as far as pricing himself out of the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles aren't going to pay at least their history has shown they're not going to pay a lot of money for the position of running back. It doesn't matter who it is. It's the position that they feel like they can find another answer at. But if you can have a guy like Miles Sanders at a position where you're not going to put a lot of money into at a relatively cheap deal, assuming they were to assign him before the season, um, then you have something. If he were to have this monster year, like I said, he's going to command some money on the open market. And I don't think the Eagles would pay a running back 
12 million dollars a year that's just not the way they operate so that's why i think he would be pricing himself out of the eagles range if they were to kind of roll the dice and let him play this season out even if they were to wait until october or november i mean he could have be over a thousand yards by then if he stays healthy because he's going to be a big part nick sirianni loves miles sanders and he's going to be a part of that offense uh, in 2022. And, you know, there's a chance if he stays healthy, this guy could be on pace for a thousand yard season. It's easier now than it's been in the past, obviously 17 games, but I just don't think the Eagles would pay a position, that kind of money, a running back position that they really don't, you know, they feel like they can find answers other places, uh, at running back, but if they can find a guy like Sanders for four or five, six million a year for the next three years, by all means, I think they would do that. I, if I pay a running back, I, I trust him in the red zone. If I, I, I have to. I have to have to trust him in the red zone. I can't vulture him away to Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. I, I can't do that. Uh, if if they plan on paying him, I need them to use him in the red zone and let him score. And if he can't they do tried. that, yeah, if he can't tried. do that, then I have yeah. a problem paying you. It's they just tried. true. Touchdowns. He didn't have any touchdowns this year. And yeah, that that's a strike for sure. I mean, they tried. They really force fed him the ball a few times down there. And he, he didn't get home. He didn't cross the goal line. Miles Sanders is such an exciting player. He really is. He's a, he's dynamic. He was a force in the uh, receiving game his rookie year. He was Carson Wentz's best vertical threat his rookie year. I don't know yeah. what's happened. He fell off a cliff since then. But uh, he was a force in the passing game. It is just a tough question because I think you know I think a lot of people will say because paying and nobody wants to pay a running back anymore because they are I mean there are a dime a dozen you can get a bunch uh, you can get production from a bunch of guys mm-hmm. you know it's crazy I when he was injured I was like what are they going to do running the ball and I know that Jalen Hurts' dual threat ability with his legs plays a huge part in the production of the Eagles rushing attack and you know the threat of him taking off uh, frees up so much you know. Uh, eyes off him on the defense for Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, guys like that. But to see Nick Sirianni and Shane Seichin and uh, this offensive coaching staff, and shout out to Jamal Singleton too. I mean, they got production from Jordan Howard. Told you guys literally to your faces uh, during the press conference when he was brought back last year. I thought I was retiring. Mm-hmm. Boston Scott, I mean, seven touchdowns this year. Uh, these guys know what they're doing when it comes to terms of uh, running the ball. I, I don't I don't have any issue, even if they do replace Miles Sanders, trusting the, uh, even a rookie to put in their hands, because if they can get production out of these guys, they can get production out of anyone, I think. I, and I mean, that's a stretch, but uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I do trust the coaching staff to get production out of running the ball. I just think it's because you're right. Miles Sanders is such a he does have star qualities. Uh, but the vision has to improve. He has to get better in the passing game. And if I'm going to pay my running back a con- a second contract, he has to be a force in the red zone in some sh- some sort of manner. Because, I mean, Shady McCoy and, and Miles Sanders remind me so much of themselves in their elusive uh, style of play. But Shady McCoy in the red zone was scoring for you, Ed. He, he was getting those touchdowns. He had 17 touchdowns one year rushing the ball. I mean... Yeah. I need Miles yeah. Sanders to produce in the red zone. I, I, he can't have another season where he has no rushing touchdowns. It just can't happen. All right. Well, I mean, again, he has shown that he's done that last year. Could be an anomaly. We'll, you know, we'll see. But he has had 
you know, rushing touchdowns. I think he's got nine in his first two years, which is pretty good. But um, obviously none this year, which stands out. But, um, yeah, again, I just think that you're right, that running backs are kind of a dime a dozen. You don't see many across the league getting that big money uh, contract anymore. And a lot of it has to do with that there are, you know, other running backs on teams now that are carrying the ball. Um, but I think it would be kind of a price guarantee with Miles Sanders if you can get him. And it's really not a crazy number. Uh, and then even if you look at this year, I mean, you look at that running back room, you know, Sanders would be on the last year of his deal. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, who I like, but I don't think he's the number one running back. Um, he would be under contract. Boston Scott is a, uh, unrest- or a restricted free agent. You're going to have to tender him probably. Um, but, you know, I hear there's a pretty good market for Boston Scott, actually. Um, I, I have heard the Seattle Seahawks are, are pretty pretty high on Boston Scott. So, you know, I'm not sure Scott's going to be back. Um, and then Jordan Howard, of, of course, is a free agent. You have Jason Huntley, who showed some nice things with the, uh, against the Cowboys in a meaningless Week 18 game. But, you know, your, your running back group's a little bit unsettled at this point. And, again, extending Sanders gives you some stability at that spot over the next few seasons while you kind of figure out uh, who you're going to have there, how you're going to fill those spots. Um, but you always would have Sanders uh, as someone you can lean on. We're working on our pre-combine mock drafts, and I definitely have a running back in there. Just so you guys know, spoiler alert, I'm just going to say it's a running back. I'm not going to say who, just a running back is in there. It's- yeah, I do too. I probably will have one as well because I don't think they won't take one. I think they will. Um, but as I point out in my story that you're talking about, I mean, they don't really draft a lot of running backs either, at least early. I mean, Sanders came in the second round of 2019, Kenny Gainwell in the fifth round. And uh, before that, it was um, uh, Donnell Pumphrey in 2017 in the fourth round and Wendell Smallwood in 2016 in the fifth, in the fifth round. round. Yeah, they're usually day three picks, but Shady, yeah. was, Shady was the last uh, day two. Well, I know what you're talking Sanders, about, yeah. Yeah, Miles Sanders was. Oh, yeah, but before Miles too. Sanders, it was shady, yeah. though, because you're, so you're they, right. They, they don't, yeah, they, 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 and they probably will take one, I would think, on the third day, so you have to look at it. And it's not a really good class for running backs this year. Um, you know, the kids- Improving class, please. <laughs> there's a lot of improving guys. Because, I, I, you know, like these guys, there's a lot of guys on there. You look at their stats, you're like, what? Like, what is this? And then you read their stories, like, okay, all right. I love that. I love when running backs come into the draft without that much tread on the tires. As long as they have intangibles, throw them to a coaching staff and let them work with them. I'm telling you right now, Jamal Singleton's a really good running back coach. For everybody that was crying about Deuce Daly and losing Deuce Daly and wanting Deuce Daly to be the head coach of this team, damn, they really replaced him with a great coach. He's doing great work with that running back room. I'm telling you right now, Jordan Howard, uh, Boston Scott, unexpected contributions from them. They really lean on Kenny Gamble in the end of the season, too, as a rookie. Uh, even week one, he scored. He was, I think, he scored the first touch on the season, if I'm not mistaken, or at least the second one of them, because he was. Uh, no, nah, I think Devontae was the first. Sorry, uh, but I know Kenny Gainwell scored against the Falcons. That's my point there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I like the work that Jamal Singleton did with that running back room. A really great running back coach. BetterHelp is accustomed to online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Eagles Unfiltered listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Eagles. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash 
Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S. Take the time out, get your mental health in the right state of mind, and go to BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month by just listening to this podcast. That's BetterHelp.com slash Eagles. What's more important than a peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you a peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is, is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe. That's or use the code B-L-E-A-V. That's believe to get your 70% off your NordVPN plus and one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's NordVPN promo code believe B-L-E-A-V to get 70% off your first month plus an additional month free NordVPN have the peace of mind while you're online. But let's move on because our whole entire point of this episode is we wanted to do some free agent shopping. And I I named some guys. I got some notable mentions too. And again, I did an article earlier for uh, SI when I wrote about what free agents I would target for the Eagles and who that would be. And of course I include some of them on this list, but I switched it up a little bit and put some other names that I uh, have my eye on I uh, wanted to make some surprises for the podcast and uh, give my reasonings for why, just so I can knock the socks off a couple people. But uh, I'm wondering, who are you picking? Who's your sh- who was your Eagles free agent shopping list? You are Howie Roseman. You're putting on the GM cap right now. Who's your first call to? Well, it's not a running back. Um, I'll tell you that. Uh, that would so be a good again, thing because then you'd be fired if it was. Yeah. So, you know, again, you combine, you know, the weak free agent running back group and the weak class of running backs are unknown, I guess, like you say, running backs. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's not a running back. Listen, I, I've i written about the Eagles needing a safety and a veteran-wide receiver. And, you know, there are plenty of candidates that could fit the bill here. And I think if you go heavy, I, the Eagles have $21 million, just over $21 million to spend under the salary cap. They're not going to spend it all. Um, and you're still going to have to, you know, give Jason Kelsey a contract. He's probably coming back, but that's probably going to eat up 10 million of that. You could spread that out where, you know, the salary cap hit wouldn't be uh, as severe. But, uh, you know, it was nine and a half million that they paid Kelsey last year. And I think it was four and a half million against the cap and they had some voidable years. So you got to factor Kelsey in there. So you're going to have less than 20 million dollars to spend in free agency. Uh, a lot of money. They'll make moves then. They'll, they'll make some moves, but I, I think yeah. they have one big splurge in them, and I think it could come at safety, and then mm-hmm. you look for a, a veteran receiver on maybe a one-year prove-it type deal, or you go vice versa. You go with a, a heavier deal with a wide receiver, uh, and then you play assign a guy a safety for a one-year prove-it deal. So some candidates along those lines, let's start at receiver, would be, in my opinion, Allen Robinson. I would love to have Allen Robinson on this team, 29-year-old, Free agent, a veteran of eight le- of eight years in the league. The Eagles need to me a veteran in that room. It's a very young room um, with Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager. Um, 
you know, they need a veteran and Robinson would be that guy. And we heard how we say they want to put pieces in place for Jalen Hurts to be successful. He said the same thing in 2016 after Carson Wentz's rookie year. And they went out and they signed Alshon Jeffrey to a one-year deal and Torrey Smith to a one-year deal. Jeffrey's deal probably came with a, a, you know, wink, wink that will give you more money if you go out and have the kind of year that we think you can. And then he got his extension. So they could go a one-year deal. And in that scenario, I probably like a, a J.J. Smith-Schuster maybe on a one-year deal coming off of a, uh, an injury that shut him down after six games. Um, you know, somebody along those lines at receiver. But I would love Allen Robinson to come here. Maybe you can get Chris Godwin on a one-year deal. He's coming off the uh, late in the season ACL. Um, but Allen Robinson, to me, checks all the boxes. He's uh, the veteran they would need. Um, to come in and, and, and be a great compliment for Devontae Smith. And you put Quez Watkins in the slot. You move Jalen Rager inside, outside, uh, and then you have something there. Um, so he would be my top target. And then safety, my top target would be Marcus Williams for the New Orleans Saints, 25, 26-year-old, um, obviously uh, looking for his second contract. I think the Saints would be foolish to let him go. Um, so I, I have a feeling you're probably going to either tag him or try to resign him. So he probably won't hit the market, but if he does, he played on a, t- a franchise deal last year, I believe. Um, no, he's coming he, off his rookie deal. He's he's off, he actually have no cap space. I actually think no, but, there's yeah, a good chance. Um, that's obviously my pick for safety. You know, you were, yeah. I'm going to tell you. I you can take it to the bank that they're going to be in on his market. Uh, last year when they had no cap space or cap strap, they they did get in the John Johnson market still to see if they could sway him to sign a, a deal where he takes low money in the first year and then back ends it in the second uh, the last couple of years of the contract. But uh, he went with the Cleveland Browns for huge money. The Eagles weren't going to compete with that with the cap situation that they were in after trading Carson Wentz. So this time around with money. They are going to spend, and they're going to spend better, big at that position. I think they need, uh, I think they care about safety more than they do linebacker because for this defense, and I, I think they should. I mean, if you're going to play two single high safeties. They better be able to uh, cover a lot of ground. And Marcus Williams is the definition of doing so. I do think they're high on Marcus Epps. You draft another safety in this draft since uh, Kevin Wallace has become an afterthought. And there you boom, you have three safeties right there. You just fix your whole entire secondary. Because I'm telling you, folks, Marcus Evans is better than what you give him credit for. Uh, let him grow into the system. He's still a young player. He will be a good productive uh, safety for the Eagles as well. And if you get a if you get a safety in this draft, uh, in the I would probably I doubt it's going to be the first round, or maybe the second or third round. Uh, then that's that. There's your future at safety right there, especially with Marcus Williams being in the uh, 25 years old. Uh, speaking of wide receivers that should get a one year deal given that they're coming back off an injury and need to rejuvenate their market, DJ Shark. Uh, again, Tavy Caldwell is with the Eagles. He's a personnel executive now. I think he's going to be promoted to replace Ian Cunningham. Uh, when a GM of that drafts you, calls you on a new team and says, I think this would be a great opportunity for you, you should probably listen and take that opportunity. I think that's what I could possibly have in here with DJ Shark. Uh, the thing that I think the Eagles can get targeted in free agency when it comes to wide receiver is a wide receiver that can win at each spot, at X, Y, N, Z. Uh, because Quez Watkins can win at the X, Quez Watkins can win at the Z, but Quez Watkins predominantly played the Y last year for the Eagles, and he did very well doing so. Uh, Devontae Smith can also win at each spot of the receiver field on the field, in each spot for the receivers. Uh, DJ Shark can do so as well. DJ Shark was very productive from the slot as well, but he wasn't really there. He was really there for 30% of his snaps in 2019. I think he could do that as well with the Eagles while being their primary boundary receiver 
uh, opposite of Devontae Smith. But I think that would be a great addition to the Rod receiver room. And again, you can wink, wink. Uh, you know, you you play up to the task. You play like you were before injury. Uh, you're going to get a new deal with us. And he's performed with multiple quarterbacks. He's performed with Bortles. He's performed with Michoud. He's performed with everybody else that they had in the Jaguars starting in, in the time frame that he's been there. Uh, so I don't really worry about him with Jalen uh, Hurts as opposed to some other guys who have been playing with elite quarterbacks and hitting the market after playing with elite quarterbacks. DJ Shark has not has proven that he can do uh, be productive without that. Uh, some other guys that I actually really think that the Eagles are going to target, Anthony Barr. I mean, Jernard Avery played such a huge role in this team this year and was not productive enough, not even close. If you get the uh, Anthony Barr in that same role, he's going to be at least more productive as a blitzer, as an edge, I mean, excuse me, as a uh, causing pressure to the quarterback. And you can do more things on defense or defensive line, take some pressure off your defensive line when you have a threat like that at Sam Linebacker. Xavier Rhodes, uh, nobody talks about him for the cornerback two position. I know that the Eagles are, you know, you talked about this last episode, and it's kind of been weighing on me a little bit more. Maybe they do think that these corners that they brought in are good, but they need to develop a little bit more because they were late round draft picks. Maybe they think that they have some gems in the uh, in the guys they brought in. So maybe they bring in another veteran guy and say, "Hey, Xavier, you worked with uh, Jonathan Gannon before. He rejuvenated your career not only in Minnesota but in uh, Indianapolis as well. Uh, you saw us just go to the playoffs. We think we're better than that. We think we can go back. Let's let's." You know, team you up with Darius Slay and be the cornerback too this year. That would be an upgrade from over Steven Nelson. So that's a that's a signing that may be happening. And again, that's a one year deal. You're guaranteed to sign that guy for a one year deal. And he's familiarity with Jonathan Gannon might make him older and want to sign up just as is. Marcus Mariota. Let's get crazy. Let's get crazy now. Your backup quarterback has to have some type of mobility if you're going to commit to this Jalen Hurts type centric offense. Uh, Gardner Minshew has some legs, but it's not enough. You go, Marcus Mariota would at least provide that uh, without changing the offense too much. Uh, if Jalen Hurts does end up getting hurt, and you, you should trade Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew does have starter potential. The complete unknown of Gardner Minshew should attract other teams on the market, like it did during for the Carolina Panthers during the trade deadline. Uh, I and he's on a rookie contract. You're not going to go out and sign Marcus Mariota to a huge deal. And chances are it's not going to work out because he's already not hasn't proven anything to two organizations already. Gardner Minshew, you're taking a better chance on on a rookie deal, and if it doesn't work out, pfft, you just paid him a minimum salary for a quarterback, and you gave up a draft pick in the meantime. Teams give up draft picks for quarterbacks all the time, and it fails or it pans out. It doesn't matter. Uh, so that's why I would say bring in Marcus Mariota, be quarterback too. Coach Jalen Hurts, say, hey, I used to be a starter in this league, it didn't work out. Here's what I did wrong. Let me help you with this, and I can offer some rushing ability to your offensive in case uh, Jalen Hurts goes down. I think he'd be perfect quarterback, too, for Jalen Hurts. And I got some notable mentions as well. Christian Kirk, he's predominantly a slot, but I think he can win on the outside as well, but he would have to be predominantly a slot with the Eagles, so then you're again moving Devontae Smith around and you're moving Quez Watkins around as well. You're probably going to have to add another wide receiver if you add Christian Kirk. Uh, Akella Witherspoon. You know, nobody's talked about him. He was huge for Pittsburgh this year. He's in line for a huge deal because he played so well with Pittsburgh this year. I think he gave it the 13 point Nine passer rating, I believe, when targeted this year. That's insane. A very long-ranging quarterback, something I could see Jonathan Gannon be interested in. That'd be a guy that you lock up long-term, and then you just free up your draft position for that one first-round pick because you're not going to go corner now uh, if you sign a killer Witherspoon. Uh, Steven Weatherly, I put that in the article as well. I think they need to have four productive edge rushers this year. Uh, Vinny Curry always had some type of role on this team, and they really missed that this year. Taron Jackson showed that he could be that a little bit, but I think you want to give him a little bit of competition before you just crown him that. Uh, so Stephen Weatherly would be a great guy, and he has familiarity with Jonathan Gannon. Marcus May. Nobody talks about Marcus May. 
when we're talking about the free agent safeties among the Eagles, but he connected with Darnard, Darnard Wilson, productive with Darnard Wilson. You obviously like what Darnard Wilson's doing. If anything, Darius Slay's echoing. That's how the locker room feels. That's how the organization feels about Darnard Wilson. If they miss out on Marcus Williams, I could see them quickly pivoting to Marcus May because you're probably going to get him on a one-year deal. He has to reprove himself. He just came. He's coming off a season-engine injury. Javon Campbell, the linebacker for the Packers, heading the free agent market after a huge All-Pro type season. Uh, that would just not, I mean, again, this would be like, he's played for the Falcons, he's played for the Cardinals, he's played for the Packers, he'd be on his fourth team with the Eagles, but uh, he's played his best football this past season. You're paying him a huge deal, but again, it's probably like a Nigel Bradham type signing. So it's not going to be a monster contract, but it's going to be a very valuable contract in my opinion. And again, the one of the best linebackers in the NFL last season uh, can cover sideline, sideline, blitz, do everything you need him to do. That'd be a huge addition for the Eagles. And then Jaron Brown, the Titans uh, linebacker too. I could see him replacing TJ Edwards. Uh, again, TJ Edwards was impressive last year. I thought uh, he's deserving of some playing time. But Jaron Brown would be a great competition for him as well, coming off injury. Uh, disappointing season with the Titans while he was injured as well. Uh, but that's a guy who's still young. He'd be the future of this team. Uh, sideline to sideline, great in coverage because the Eagles, we all know, do not have linebackers that are great in coverage. Not even close. So uh, Jaron Brown would be a guy that I also target too. But those are some guys that I would all – Take a look at one if I'm high Roseman. If I put the GM cap on and go shopping, uh, I, Ed, you know, the more we get closer to free agency, I would not be surprised with Darius Slay's contract being as is and his age if the Eagles target a cornerback in free agency early with the money that they have, thinking that I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised. It may happen. They might get another cornerback in free agency, and then everybody's gonna be like, well, what do we do for our mock drafts now? I think they're really gonna be all serious about you know, going all in on the secondary. If you're, if you're serious about Jonathan Gannon, if you saw these other teams have, you know, interest in him being the head coach, you got to think, you know, something's there with this guy. Let's just shut up and listen. Yeah. Uh, they could go cornerback. I mean, I, listen, I, I like Steven Nelson. I mean, I, I try to bring him back too. Um, you know, I know he's probably going to try to get more than the one year deal that he played on this year. I'm not sure he will, but the guy's a winner. He's been in the playoffs. I think six out of his seven years in the league. Um, and to me, he did a, he did a serviceable job across from Darius Slay. So, you know, I would, I would make a call and see if you could bring him back. Uh, the Eagles, I think have 15 free agents. I'd, I'd probably put him at the top of the list to, to try to bring back. Um, could they do wow, better? You'd put him over Roddy McLeod? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, McLeod to me just is, I know that, you know, he's had a couple knee injuries. He just looks slow. I mean, he's a great leader and I give him that, but you know, I could see the Eagles trying to bring back one of those safeties, and maybe it'll be McLeod. Great guy in the community, um, great person off the field. But when you look at his on-field production, I just think that, you know, the knee injuries have robbed him of some of his skill set. And, you know, Anthony Harris is also out there. I mean, he's a little younger, I think, by a year, a year and a half, and he hasn't had the injury history. If you're going to look to bring one back. It could be Anthony Harris um, over Rodney McLeod. I hate to say that, but just if you look at the on-field production. I wouldn't bring either one back. Yeah, well, I know. It's hard to replace but two safeties, though. Um, I would bring Rodney McLeod back if I had a choice. Yeah, but you could replace in the draft. And then we talked about Mark. I like Marcus May a lot, but he had the Achilles in October, early November, maybe it was. So, you know, what's his rehab looked like? Will he be ready to go? Week one, you mentioned Marcus Epps. I mean, there are guys in the draft you can get. I like Dax Hill a lot from Michigan and Jaquan Brister from Penn State. Yes. I like both those guys. You're not going to get the kid from Notre Dame. 
Oh. Um, he's he's going to go way too soon. But yeah, I think he's going to trade up for safety, folks. Don't don't even start it. Don't no, put it in I can see him trading up for like a you know. They're trading up for an edge, if anything. An, an edge. I not, mean, Daniel Jeremiah had seven of his top twenty-five prospects at edge rusher. Um, and you know, I was going to bring up some edge free agents, guys like Chandler Jones and Von Miller. Uh, you know, they're on the early thirties now. Would they go on a one-year contract just to kind of extend their deal? And would it be with the Eagles, who, you know, you want to go with a team you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I'm not sure that either one would think the Eagles are that close to winning a Super Bowl. So you're probably out on them. But you need to replenish that position and. Wouldn't it be cool if the Eagles went, you know, edge rusher with the first two picks in the draft, 15 and 16, someone like Jermaine Johnson and George Karlaftis, you know, back-to-back pass rushers. Um, Not going to do that, though. Come on. I, they they would do it, on it. I know. That, <laughs> that, that would be, be pretty exciting. I mean, that, that's the best position group in the draft is the edge yes. rushing position. Oh, yes. So and that's going to get one. That's going to be the problem. I mean, that's that's what's going to be a problem for the Eagles. These guys, they, Those guys, it's a premium position in this league. If you don't need a quarterback or the quarterback class is what it is, you're probably right. going to see a run on defensive ends. Um, they, they might have to move up if they really like a guy. If they say they are at the senior bowl and they're like, wow, Jermaine Johnson just blew us away. There's no way we're letting him go. The lowest you can get him is at 15. It's at 15 now. He's not going to be past at 15. He's going to be a top 15 pick now. And that's for sure. And I'm not even sure it gets to 15. So, if you fell in and, love at the senior bowl, you might want to start thinking about what am I going to package to get up? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, yeah, there'll be a run, but you got the offensive line is very good. You know, you have some tackles that are going to get picked. You have a couple cornerbacks, you have a safety, you might have a quarterback, you know, there could only be, you know, four edge rushers gone like a Thibodeau or uh Hutchinson and, um, you know, who are some of the others I'm missing? Yeah, I, mean, I think Johns are going to take a job now because they hire Wayne Martindale. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I think there are so many edge rushers. I'm not sure you would trade up to get an edge rusher because one might fall in your lap at 15, but yeah, there could be a run. I could see seven going before pick 15. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Um, yeah, there's a lot, but I could theoretically see it happening. Yeah, I, it could happen. Um, a lot of these, you also got to look at these teams in the top path that are picking. A lot of them need an edge rusher. Actually, they yeah, could use an upgrade line. in the edge rushing. We're offensive yeah, we're an offensive really lineman. Yeah. Jacksonville could use a tackle. Cincinnati obviously needs, but they're not picking early. But um, but there, there are teams in the top 10 that need offensive line help too. I mean, offensive line, everybody could use help there. So uh, it's a good group for offensive line. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. And so it's free. I mean, free agency starts, what, March 16th, I think, is when the new league year begins. But, you know, you can begin negotiating with free agents three days prior to that. Um, so it, that, that really kind of is the first domino to fall. Once you see what the Eagles do there, we'll kind of dictate how we feel they're going to do in the draft. So, um, you know, I'm not, I don't care what anybody says though. I'll be shocked. I, I, if I would, I would go bet right now that the first pick is a defensive end. Yeah, I would agree for the, Uh, in the draft, you mean, or yeah, in the draft, not meant for the Eagles. Yeah. Their first pick will be a defensive end. The first player that they selected will be a defensive end. I agree. If they keep the second pick, I mean, they could go, you know, they'll have back-to-back picks. So if they keep 15 and 16, they could go, you know, somebody else and then the defensive end. But, yeah, I think defensive end will be the first or the second pick if they keep both those picks, 15 and 16. Well, not only that, I mean, I don't – I know you're talking about Chandler Jones and Von Miller. Von Miller's either going to stay with the Rams or go back to the Broncos. I don't see any in-between there. Chandler Jones, 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to New England, to be honest with you. Uh, I yeah. could see that happening. But other than that, Dante Fowler? No. Probably uh, not. I know I said Stephen Weatherly. Even then, that's your fourth. That's defensive end fourth if you bring him in. Um, and, and they're probably looking at Brandon Graham as like a free agent signing since they really didn't have him beyond the first week right. last year. So you got to look at him as, okay, he's a guy we didn't have on our team last year. He's like signing a free agent because they shouldn't sign on defensive end anyways. Draft no, I, don't, I don't think they will. I mean, they'll lose Barnett. They'll let Barnett skate, and then they'll look to rebuild that position in the draft. But – Free agent wise, I'm not sure there's anybody out there that you could bring in that would be, uh, you know, beneficial to this team. I mean, Weatherly maybe. I mean, could help with the pass rush. Hassan Reddick could be somebody that they might. That would uh, be a guy that I'm thinking. Yeah, I want to be surprised. You know, that's a great uh, mention there because you know if you're going to ask the Sam linebacker to stand up and rush the uh, passer most of the time, Hassan Reddick would be great in that role. Yeah, I I would I would certainly look into what he he's would be expensive. Want. I think. Yeah. I would love to bring Hassan Reddick in here. I thought that when he was with the Cardinals, and they, I thought they should have traded for him or found a way to get him then. But if we said that on the podcast, that was a that was one of the first podcast things we said is go get Hassan Reddick from the Cardinals. He's not working yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, but now he's a free agent, and I don't know what's it going to take to sign him again. I think you're looking at a pretty limited salary, uh, you know, under the salary cap, better than last year, but still not you know great. Uh, well. Like you're saying, and I agree that the Eagles are gonna make one mega free agent signing. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll one splurge. That would be it. Because if they, I mean, I wouldn't. DJ Shark, Hassan Reddick, and Marquis May. Boom, go to the draft. Yeah, well, the backup quarterback too, though, because takes a one year deal. You know, hopefully one of them takes the one year deal and. You know, because who, who they're, they've been kicking this can down the road with these contracts. You know, Howie Roseman had to do it last year to get under the cap. So you're going to be paying some of these contracts for the next couple of years. And I think you want to get away from that policy of restructuring and just kicking the salary down the road because then you're never going to get out uh, from underneath that. You know, so I think they need to stop doing that. Maybe they can extend or restructure one deal to create some more room, but. I'd rather see them just kind of work with what they have and just bang it through the draft, you know, put another good draft together. You know, they had a great one in 2018 or had a, what looks like could be a great one last year in 2021. Let's build on that sure. because that's the cheap labor you need to get out from under these restructured contracts that you push back. You know, you, you bring in guys now that you have for three or four years before you really have to pay them uh, big money as part of their second contract. So you know, again, I, I, I see them making a move or two in free agency. I think it's the one splurge, and then you're just going to see some patchwork one-year deals, kind of like they did with Harris and Eric Wilson, who didn't work out last year, Jordan Howard. I mean, you know, you'll find you'll, – you'll try to see some of those guys, and, and, and they'll do that probably after like the first 10 days, two weeks of free agency. Um, you know, I, I see them making one big move, and who is it going to be? Is it going to be Marcus Williams or – you know, Allen Robinson or Hassan Riddick. I mean, you can't have them all. You got to pick one and you have to look at your team and decide where do we need a free agent most? Where is the draft thinnest? Where we're not going to be able to address it like we would want to. We need to bring in a free agent that's going to help us get through at that position. And to me, it's safety. You know, they need safety help. Um, So to me, I think free agency, they're going to look at Marcus Williams right out of the gate. 
Absolutely. I would be shocked if they didn't. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of contract do you think Allen Robinson gets, though, to end the show? Because, I mean, he's yeah, his market, there you go. Like, that's that expression is a really good way of putting it because his, his market's going to be tough. I mean, he, he's on Twitter right now pretty much stating that the Bears sabotaged him last year. <laughs> I know he mm-hmm. was injured as well. Uh, he might have to take the one-year rejuvenate my market type deal. Maybe. He might. I mean, certainly that would. That'd be great if he did for the Eagles. It would be He's going to have a lot, a lot of interest, team. though. I think he is. I think it would have to almost be like the Alshon Jeffrey deal was, okay, we'll give you a one-year deal because our cap situation being what it is. But, you know, you come in and you produce, and we're going to use you. Yeah, we have Devontae Smith and we have Dallas Goddard, but you're going to be right in that mix. We're going to run our offense through you and those other two guys, uh, and you're going to get a chance to put up numbers. And if you do, we will extend you it when we have a little bit more money. Um, but to me, I think it's going to take, probably three years, maybe $8 million a year to, to get him, maybe more. The rumors um, in Jacksonville here, he used to play for the Jaguars, or they're, they're going after him in free agency. Yeah, and they got a ton of money, Jacksonville. Yeah, I know. That's, so that's uh, I would take that threat very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he might get $12 million a year. It might be a three-year, $40 million deal. That's why I think him. Shark would be perfect for the Eagles. You know, yeah. he has to take a one-year deal. He has, he's coming off an injury. He has to rejuvenate his market as well, like – and then May, May, Marcus May as well. I mean, if you go ahead and get Hassan Reddick, what you're talking about. But uh, I would prefer yeah. that they get Marcus Williams, Anthony Barr, and DJ Shark. Yeah. Or, or JJ or uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, he's a guy that could have to play on a one-year deal as well. And he's been in the league five years. Still a young receiver. I think he's 25 years old or 26 mm-hmm. years old. Five years experience, though. I mean, but he would be a pretty good signing, too. And He would teach you, know, you how to use TikTok. Well, did he have a TikTok out? Oh, man. He's the biggest TikToker in the NFL. I'm not into TikTok either myself, but all he does is make those little TikTok videos so he he can teach you at uh, his press conference when he signs. Well, Javon Hargrave can teach him what it's like to play in Philadelphia. You know, Hargrave put a Pro Bowl season (laughs) together. They were teammates in Pittsburgh. So, you know, you got somebody from Pittsburgh that can help. I just want somebody that can win on the boundary a little bit more. I think Juju's like predominantly a slot. But – I, you know, they need to upgrade their wide receiver unit no matter what, and adding Juju would be an upgrade. So I'm not going to argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to happen quick, and you know, less than a month now till free agency starts. So, well, I, you know, the Eagles have been pretty quiet though. I mean, they really have. I mean, you know, even Howie Roseman, he needs a contract extension, right? This is the last year yeah. of the contract him and Doug Peterson signed together uh, after they won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, so. Is that going to happen? I mean, it's been pretty quiet with the Eagles, to be honest. Uh, none of their players have gotten in trouble, which is great. Yeah, thank um, God. Yeah. Jeffrey Lurie's not getting rid of Howie, though. So everybody's just getting all excited now hearing that little right. remark that, oh, his contract might be up. Well, yeah. Maybe it's a judgmental year. Maybe it's a valuation year. No. Mm-hmm. It, Jeffrey Lurie's not getting rid of Howie. Yeah. Well, not Howie's going to talk in Indianapolis. Uh, I think he's – they're still trying to work out the schedule, but I think March 1st, that Tuesday, I think I think that's when Howie and Nick Sirianni might talk. And you know he's going to be asked. He's going to be asked about it. Oh, well, I'm telling you right now, Eagles and Filters are going to be on it because we're. I'm going to call you all the way from Indy and yeah. just get you yeah. on the pod real quick, just on the phone on the pod yeah. real quick. And yeah. we're going to talk because I'm, I'm excited, man, because, you know, they did look at Malik Willis at that senior bowl. They did, you know, we're t- – I'm telling you, they're going to do their due diligence on the quarterback class. Listen, I haven't put my mock draft out there yet, and neither of you, and it'll happen this week. But I, I'm really going back and forth of putting a quarterback in the first round. Uh, 
because oh. there, there's going to be, I think Willis and Corral, Matt Corral, I like Matt Corral. I think both those guys could be there at 19. Um, I don't know about Willis. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, who needs a quarterback in that top time? I mean, we can get into all this as we go forward, but I mean, you well, know, yeah, Washington but- they need one, but. First round, Ed. Oh, man, your mock's going to blow up. You're going to blow up more than mine. <laughs> it's I mean, my first one. It's I have them first. drafted a quarterback, too. I do have them drafted a quarterback, but I'm not going to say where. I'm not trying to blow that up real quick. But yeah, I, mean, first, I have a quarterback, too, uh, later in the draft. Day three of the draft, I have a quarterback. But I'm I'm going back and forth with that first round. I'm like, man, you know, I could see them doing it just to bring in competition for Hurts and having that guy develop behind Hurts. And then you see what you have in Hurts in 20. Yeah, you really can't discredit it. You, no. I, I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. You can't discredit them making any move at quarterback. No. Mm-mm. The confidence they – you know, when you talk about to the media about a player on your roster, when do the, the, when do the front office and the coach ever say anything negative when they're talking to the media about that yeah. said player? Never. That's no. You know, it's a business. Yeah. You know, of course they're going to say all this stuff. I think when you – I don't know. We keep going back to this topic, but again, that's where everybody cares about is the quarterback the most. But, and just to end the show, we're going to end it with this topic is when you, when you go into an off season and you don't have an established franchise quarterback, you have to do your due diligence and look around the market. That's like, that's it's mandatory. Yeah. Instilling confidence in Jalen hurts and, and having to end your pressure saying Jalen's our guy. He he took the bull by the horns. Uh, we're really pleased with what he's doing. We're, he's going to be a starting quarterback going forward. That's fine. And Danny say all that stuff. For sure, let him think that. Let let the confidence grow. It's not going to be a snake to to, to uh, take it up under his feet. I mean, he had it happen in Alabama. I mean, it's it's a it's a business. Jalen Hurts knows that more than anybody. Yeah, he's uh, driven by competition. If he's, you're, he's not like Carson Wentz that would feel threatened. Listen, he knows he still has to work hard. Exactly. He would not feel threatened. There'd be a great competition. But I think, Ed, I think people mis- are misinterpreting what Howie did at all. Anyways, I think Howie just opened the door to say, "Hey, the process takes us. If this process of the offseason takes us back to Jalen Hurts, we're fine with that." Yeah. But if it doesn't, he's still going to be here. We're just going to go in a different direction as starting quarterback. That's all. I mean, I don't. I, that's what I took it for. At least is, hey, if the, our process of the offseason to improve the roster takes us back to starting Jalen Hurts. We as an organization are okay with that. That's all mm-hmm. I took that as. That's all you should take that as. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, on this I need you to have the binoculars there in Indianapolis <laughs> on Howie Roseman and see where his eyes are at whenever a quarterback walks onto the field. <laughs> yeah, and that's assuming they do. I mean, this senior or this uh, combine's really. Catching some heat with what is allowed and not allowed. These players have to be in a bubble, and the NFLPA is against the combine, and they discourage agents from bringing their clients there. So, you know, who knows if you know these big names are going to actually work out at the combine if they're even going to attend the combine at this point. But if they're there, I'm not sure they're all going to work out. So we just may be interviewing them. People all notice. I mean, people all notice that Howie was watching Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett already. Yeah, sure. We're going to ask him about those guys. Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. I mean, he's watching all these quarterbacks. But, you know, and Sam Howe. I love Sam Howe. You know that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen some love for him in the first round, even Sam Howe. I'm seeing more love for him lately since the senior bowl. 
Yeah, and Daniel Jeremiah's got him in his top 40 in the NFL prospects. So he's he's going to go first or second day. And I have always liked Sam Howell. I mean, this past year is not indicative of what Sam Howell can do. And I think he'd be a great pick. If he's sitting there at 53, that's when they took Jalen Hurts, 53, and they got 53 again, I believe, right? Isn't that the 53rd pick? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take another quarterback there, maybe. I don't know. Got to figure it out, though, because we're not going to hit the ground running this week. I'm about to say, I just looked at my mock draft picks. They had the 51st pick, but it's still close. Okay, 51, but, yeah. Uh, they, they, I, that's where I, that's the highest I have them taking a quarterback. And that's if, you know, one falls through the cracks that they really like throughout the process of he caught my eye at the senior bowl. We talked to him there, you know, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I could see that happen is if, oh, they really like this guy. I can't believe he fell to us at 51. I'm going to take him. That's yeah. that's what our process is. That's our best player on the board. I don't care what position you are. And then he'll sit there and make the clown joke that we're a quarterback factory. Uh, yeah. Can't wait. I, hey, I, I don't care, man. You take do whatever you have to do until you establish a franchise quarterback. I don't care. You know, I know everybody cares. We all want it. We all want Jalen Hurts to be the guy. We like Jalen Hurts charisma. We we love him. Uh, but if you feel that there was an upgrade out there, go ahead and do it. Your career, your new contract, bets on it. Uh, whatever you have to do to feel like to feel until you feel comfortable at your quarterback position, I'm fine with it. I don't care. I don't, take the, all the blowback you need. You took a lot of blowback when you paid Chase Daniel and you, and you gave Sam Bradford a contract and you still drafted the car and traded up to get Carson once. Do it again. Do it again until you find the guy. You need a win in a franchise quarterback in this league. It's what's showing us time and time again. Uh, until you have one, keep adding to that room. And that's how I would trade Carter Minshew. You know he's not going to be a franchise quarterback for you. So get rid of them. Well, everybody else believe in that. You know, find the one that's for you. Yep. If you think it's Jalen Hurts, that's fine. You're going to have to build around him a little bit better. And you're going to have to, you know, tailor it to his offense. You're going to have to make sure he makes the improvements. That's fine. Yeah. If your process leads back to him, that's fine. Improve him. Build around him. But if you see somebody else out there that you think is better or you think is an upgrade or you think that will be better over, in, over time, you got to get that player. You have to. Yep. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Episodes on uh, Believe Podcast Network, powered by BetOnline.ag. Promo code B L E A V for fifty percent matching your first initial deposit. Bet on basketball right now. BetOnline.ag. BetterHelp.com/Eagles for your better mental health today. Ten percent off your first month. BetterHelp.com/Eagles. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back soon. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.